This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. I feel like I would have beat yeah. everything though. Like I was, that wasn't my goal to like kill the rookie. I wanted to be the best in the league. I wanted to be MVP. Yeah. And I told my boy Caleb um, after we played the Steelers, I'm like, he like, man, you, you definitely gonna get that rookie of the year. He said something like that. Like, That's cool. I want the MVP. And I think since I missed those two games, I kind of got out of the race. But right. um, it's all good, you know. Like I, I got next year. You know, I'm gonna just work work my tail off to get that done next year. Yeah. But I wanna I wanna do more than just MVP. I want to be one of the best ever, you know, and I think I have the right to think like that, and I, I think I can do it. Texans quarterback C.J. Stroud, that was him on the Pivot podcast earlier today with Ryan Clark, Fred Taylor, and Channing Crowder. Uh, we've played a lot of the audio from that podcast throughout the show. Really, really good stuff. Uh, you can check out some of that stuff on the podcast um, on SportsRadio610.com if you'd missed it. He didn't pull any punches. Um, defending one MVP hopeful also this season when he was talking about Brock Purdy and also gave his prediction um, on how he thinks the Super Bowl is going to wind up. We'll have those here in just one sec. But I, I said coming into this segment, I can't really get with him on his thoughts on Brock Purdy. And I could better explain why after you hear what he said about the 49ers quarterback. Take a listen. I'm gonna break down the quarterbacks for you because I, I don't like how I don't like how people do Purdy. I think Purdy's a good player. I think Purdy's a hell of a player. There's I was watching a video today on the bus back uh, from practice, and it was like all his touchdown throws, and it was like uh, great throw, basic throw, and like all wide receiver, and like half of the throws were like no, most of them were were great throws, but some of them were like basic. There's nothing basic about being an NFL quarterback. Nothing like let, like let's get one thing clear. There's nothing easy about being like I don't care. If somebody seems wide open. Like there's a lot of operation. There's a lot of things that have to go great to get that person wide open. And you have almost everything to do with that. Of course, like other people, like OC got a call to play. You got to read the wristband right. Like it could be one little thing that knocks off that that person isn't wide open. So like let's let's clear that out. Like I don't think you can play at a high level like he is. And, and just be average. Like, it, that just doesn't happen, you know? Like, do I think he's on a great team? Heck yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. He has a team full of dogs. That team should be in where the Super Bowl. Right. They should be where they're at. But you got to have somebody pull the trigger. Exactly. You got to be somebody that's going to lead the locker room. It's a lot of things that people don't see that I know he's in there doing because they're winning football games. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's something that I just wanted to clear, man. Like, 
Purdy is a dog. Like, you've seen what he did this last week. Now, do I think he's, I'm not going to say he's not top five or he is, but, like, of course, like, you put other people in that position, they're going to do well as well. But, like, you can't. I mean, you can play the what-if game all you want. Everybody can he's say what-if. He's there. He's yep. doing it. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I got so much respect for that dude. All right. A couple things here. I'm not trying to crap on Brock Purdy by in, in any way, shape, or form. I actually love what C.J. Stroud said about Purdy there, PC. I think he hit the nail absolutely right on the head when he was talking about like people making this guy out to be an average guy, a game manager. I don't think the game manager words actually came out of his mouth, but that's been the narrative of a guy like Brock Purdy. I don't even know what the hell that is. I don't know what a game manager is, really. I've never understood that when people said that about, you know, Matt Schaub back in the day when they said that about Jimmy Garoppolo or Eli Manning. You know, all these things. Like, what the hell? Like, they all played meaningful football games. Many of them got into Super Bowls. Brock Purdy's in a Super Bowl. You want to call him a game manager, we're fine. I don't know what the hell that is. I just know that he plays and executes the offense as good as he possibly can. Look at the numbers and look at where his team's at. However, can't call him a dog yet, man. Laramie Tunsil can throw that name around. You can't call him a dog. If he plays his ass off in this game, then he's a dog. If he wins the Super Bowl, he's a dog. If he does something remarkable, if he makes a play to give the 49ers, like, go-ahead points, win the Super Bowl, he's a dog. Okay. But you you could defend the average guy. You could defend the game manager. You can defend what kind of season he's had. All fair points. But you can't go dog. Like, the dog rises above everything else. Like, puts the haters in their place. He's got to go perform in this game. He can't rely just solely on, like, Christian McCaffrey and George Kittle and their defense or whatever. He's got to make plays. And the problem is, for so long, game manager has been used as a derogatory term, right? It's like a slur to a quarterback. I think it still is, and I hate it. It's, it's like being called a game manager means you're kind of a scrub and you only win because of the guys around you. Like, they make you better. You're you're not the guy. Mm-hmm. And I think that, in reality, a game manager is a guy who makes all the throws he needs to make, takes care of the football, executes the game plan, executes the offense, wins football games. Doesn't try to do too much. Now, right? maybe these are the guys who can't make that no-look Patrick Mahomes pass. They can't make that Lamar Jackson 58-yard scramble. Right? They are just... They're good players who use their brains and play to the best of their ability. Mm -hmm. I don't think you should get knocked for that. I don't either. I mean, I think all those things are called playing good football, doing what you're asked to do, and sometimes just playing within the system. I saw reports that Baker Mayfield is going to get like a $40 million deal this year, which yeah. is like no friggin' way. That guy's a game manager. Baker Mayfield's not out there winning any games. But this year, he played like the guy that you thought was going to come out of Oklahoma. He was smart. He used his legs. He mostly kept the football out of trouble. 
He made some important throws when he needed to. He stayed within the offense. He didn't take unnecessary risks. And he trusted the players around him to make plays. I mean, that's when you have a Mike Evans and a Chris Godwin, you're supposed to trust, hey, I've got two star receivers. I'm going to put the ball where they can get it, Mm -hmm. and they're going to go get it. It's not like you're trying to hem it. I'm going to hem this thing through three defenders. We saw C.J. Stroud do this. I'm going to hem this ball through three defenders in a window as big as a quarter, and I'm going to drill Nico Collins going over the middle. Yeah. And then he did it. Yeah. Because some guys can, but even, you know, some guys know they shouldn't even attempt it. And Stroud, we played some audio earlier where he was talking about with the guys on the Pivot podcast, like, you know what? Like, I it took me four or five weeks to figure out, you know what? It's okay to take the check down. Like, I don't need to try and thread the needle and do extra stuff and put players in position uh, to do something spectacular, right? Like, just take what the defense gives me. Third and one. I don't have to throw a 30-yard pass. Mm -hmm. I can throw a three-yard pass and get a new set of downs. Yeah. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. I'm going to give you a list of Super Bowl winning quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to pick out certain ones, you know, guys that are not locks for the Hall of Fame. And you're going to tell me, would you rather have that guy or would you rather have Brock Purdy? Let's start with Nick Foles. Would you rather have Nick Foles, prime of his career, or Brock Purdy? Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy. That's not even a question. Would you rather have Joe Flacco? Brock Purdy. You know what? It's might be kind of the same, but I, I would take Brock Purdy right now because there's a small sample size and a lot of promise. Would you rather have Brad Johnson oh God. or Brock Purdy? Come on, Brock Purdy. Trent Dilfer? Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy. I got to dig a little bit here now. Uh, I, I hope think I, that's pretty good. I hope I'm not getting too far out of your range here. Mark Rippon? Brock Purdy. God, I... Ripping uh, Cincinnati Bengals, a uh, former Washington team. Lost. Oh, okay, yeah, Redskins. Can you say Redskins? Come I, on. I don't know. Are we allowed to say that word? Not a dirty word. R word. It's not on the George Carlin book of things to not say on the radio or TV. Yeah. Well, the seven dirty words have probably been updated. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. 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 No. Uh, I mean, I don't remember him, but uh, no. <laughs> Brock Je- Purdy. Jeff Hostetler. Brock Purdy. Come Doug on. Doug Williams. Won a Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Jim McMahon. Is Jim McMahon the worst quarterback to ever win a Super Bowl? Man, that's doing some digging. There's probably a, a few guys that you could have a conversation with um, there, but... I think he might be the I worst I mean, I'm taking Brock Purdy. The worst everyday, regular starting quarterback to win a Super Bowl might be Jim McMahon. I'll take your word for it. I need to go over that list. But again, I, I would I would safely say that there's probably three or four guys that you could have a conversation with that can maybe take that title from McMahon. Mike Nick Foles. 
like Nick Foles. Like Nick Foles. Yeah, we might have. Here you go. There's a quarter of the work done for you already. No, and I get it. Like Brock Purdy is not Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is you know quarterback god. I get it, but that doesn't mean Brock Purdy is garbage. And if a guy's like, oh, game manager, as if that somehow means he's garbage. Okay, you guys watch Daniel Jones. He's another one that I'd mentioned earlier. Um, yeah, I just, I, I hate that term. I, I don't understand it for the life of me. And I, I almost, I'm interested to know, like, is that term kind of been more attributed to guys executing the West Coast offense and being given the moniker of a system quarterback? Is that ultimately it? Because even then, so it ultimately comes down to, I told Chris this earlier. Well, a guy drafted in the right time, right place, right system, like, that's called winning the draft. Well, Trent like, that's Dilfer, called finding the right guy. Trent Dilfer was it, considered a game manager, right? Don't put the ball in danger. Don't make the critical mistake. Let the defense kick ass and just, look, we get field goals, we get field goals. Mm-hmm. Don't turn it over. Don't put our defense in a bad spot. Yeah. Game manager. C.J. Stroud weighed in on Patrick Mahomes and who he thinks going is going to win the Super Bowl. Take a listen. Mahomes, man, uh, he's on his way to be better than anybody, you know, and somebody that I respect and I, I grew, up, grew up watching and, um, you know, him, Brady, uh, Montana, those are the guys and we chasing, you know, so um, just number respect. I think the Chiefs are going to win. I got the Chiefs. Um, I think that defense is playing at a high level. I like I like Bolden. Um, I like um, Chris Jones. Yeah. McDuffie's 22. McDuffie, yeah. 38, uh, 38 is yeah. Snead. That's the two. Those, yeah, yeah, those DBs are playing at a high level. Reed is a baller. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, Travis Kelsey. Like that that tandem and that experience, at that you, you can't buy experience. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, I got the Chiefs. I wouldn't be surprised if the Niners didn't run for their money, though. C.J. Stroud on the Pivot Podcast with Ryan Clark, Fred Taylor, and Channing Crowder. Uh, just really, really good stuff from CJ. Uh, didn't hold back. He's got the Chiefs. I think a lot of people have the Chiefs. I know I'm in that category. How do you bet against Patrick Mahomes? You don't. It's the same thing that we said for years about Tom Brady. You don't bet against Tom Brady. I mean, the, o- the only Super Bowl he lost was because he didn't have either of his starting tackles mm-hmm. who had each gotten hurt uh, in the AFC Championship game. They lost both starting tackles two weeks before the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You can't exactly fix that. What was that game? Thirty-one and to nine. Tampa's defense like just you know ran roughshod through their offensive line, but he's Patrick Mahomes. Kansas City's defense is really damn good. I know the Niners' defense gets a ton of credit and deservedly so. Kansas City's defense is really damn good this year, and you're telling me that a guy like Chris Jones who wants to get paid, mm. uh, he's not going to have a little motivation? Oh yeah. Uh, you know, guys asking him if he's wearing underwear because of his uh, draft combine incident. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, but like, the Kansas That's City defense is legit. Those, yeah. And look, Debo and Brandon Ayuk and Christian McCaffrey are all legit star players. Mm-hmm. Brock Purdy's got to get the ball to his guys. He's going to face. He's going to face more pressure. Mm-hmm. than what he usually sees. Yeah, I think so. Absolutely. We've got the rest of the week to uh, dive a little bit deeper into the Super Bowl in the game that will be. We'll do it um, tomorrow. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.